Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherline. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Elaine Fluker, thank you so much for being chatting over chowder. We are so excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you your own bio because you need to know who you are. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm all for it. (laughs) Do tell, do tell. (laughs) So for those who do not know Elaine Fluker, you are missing out on um, a gem and a diamond and an amazing person in the podcasting industry. Elaine Fluker is an author of the new book, Get Over It, I Got It, which, when does it come out? May 11, 2021. And are we able to pre-purchase it? Yes, go to getoveragotit.com. Yes, I need to purchase (laughs) that book. That book is for me. And you remember, you Mm -hmm. remember when I was writing it. I do, I do. We'll get into that, hold on. Okay. So get over it. Get over. I got it is where she encourages unapologetically ambitious women to learn how to embrace support, not only for their success, but also their peace of mind. Elaine is also host of supported sexy podcast featuring interviews with more than 500 diverse women entrepreneurs around the world. And she is founder of Sis Academy, an online learning platform, educating and empowering black women entrepreneurs. Most recently, Elaine was named a founder of change for Sis Academy as part of the American Express 100 for 100 programming featuring 100 innovative black women entrepreneurs. Woo! Hey, like, who is that? Can we who talk you about that? Who are you reading can about? We just talk about it? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Sherline is like, wow. I know. <laughs> we don't we don't mess around at chatting over chowder. <laughs> that's right. I know, that's right. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. We entice you with the soup and then we have you tell us all your business. <laughs> that's right. I love it. Soup me up with the soup. I love it. So let's first off start with the soup. So Spoonful of Comfort is this amazing business which sends literally spoons full of comfort. They they send all different variety of soups. Um, and we have decided to work with them when I told them the concept of our podcast. And they allowed us to send you guys soup, send all of our guests soup. So you chose the vegan. I did. So Ooh. is that because you are a vegan or is that just because you're, you're trying, how long, if you are a vegan, how long have you been a vegan? Are you just trying it out for 2020? Cause you know, shit 2020. <laughs> because 2020, exactly. Like why not? Right. No, I, um, I started 2000 and I want to say 13 or 14 vegan. I, and it oh, started wow. off as funny. Like you said, I was saying, Oh, I'm going to do it. I'll try. First I said I was never going to do it. Then I watched one too many food documentaries on Netflix one night. You know, you watch like yeah. three of them, the, the go-to ones. And I was like, dang, I didn't know. Okay, well, maybe I should try it. It was supposed to be 30 days, but I felt so good after. And I wasn't eating meat already. I was just eating fish at that time. So I wasn't doing meat. I was still doing dairy though. But then I realized for me, I don't want to get in Oprah trouble like it's yes. the hamburger thing. For me, not having dairy was good for my system. So that's when I decided to keep it going with with vegan. So um, but even though now I do, I, my 
this is probably too much information, but we're training with a chowder. I'm so glad This all is what we do. <laughs> my trainer says I don't get enough protein. So I occasionally have salmon over my salad. So I don't like to say I'm vegan, vegan all the time, but I like to get things without dairy. So voila, my spoonful of comfort soup, vegan soup, which is a vegetable, which is delicious. I love it. And, and it's so important that even whatever your dietary preference is, if there is something that you're lacking, that you're taking that into account and you're, you're fulfilling that. However, however you, I mean, your body changes. That's right. That's so true because I am all of a sudden allergic to nuts. I think we might've mentioned that when we were talking about the suit and it's just people and I, my doctors have told me since you can develop nut allergies, you know, as you get older as an adult or some people have them younger and lose them. I have a serious nut allergy now and I just never had it when I was younger. So, I mean, mouth itching, skin itching, everything. Wow. So, um, yeah, so you're so right. So I always like to say now my, my thing, and I think my age too now, I like to say, I try to be a conscious either. Like yeah. what's in it? And then you just decide as opposed to these rules. And if you don't follow these rules, you know, you're just like thrown off the vegan farm or whatever. So <laughs> it's like, this I is what my body needs. This is what my non-vegan farm. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, come here, girl. Eat those come vegetables over, over here. here. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So I love that the uh, spoonful of comfort gives options because some places are just like, oh, we don't do it. I mean, I think the rolls are gluten free and the apples are like, you know, I loved it. Beautiful presentation. And the spoon. The spoon oh, was, my, was one so of my favorite cute. parts. <laughs> so the ladle. The ladle. Well, for, um, y'all, they so classy. They also <laughs> like, yeah, the spoon, the ladle. This is what it's called. The ladle. It's a spoon. The well, ladle. See, no, you're we, right. We like unclassed it up when we had our first uh, comfort right. soup package. <laughs> were they... We were trying to eat the soup with the ladle. Oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's so pretty. You have to <laughs> like, eat the soup put... with the ladle. It was a struggle. It was. <laughs> but it was done. <laughs> it was done. Because that's what we do. That, that's what we do. <laughs> we we take that challenge full on and we awesome. slurp up that soup with that ladle. Oh I eat gosh. big ass spoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> big ass, beautiful spoon. No, it's yes. gorgeous. It's it's gorgeous. So thank yes. you so much. I think it's such a brilliant idea. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. Um, and I, I truly believe like I'm black, Sherline's Dominican. All of our interactions and all of our greatest conversations are around food. Oh, yeah. Like through <laughs> at that table, through a meal, like we just throw down. And that's essentially what the premise of Chatting Over Chowder is. Talking with your homegirls, talking with your crew about what they're listening to in podcasts while eating and just being comfortable. So, mm-hmm. and, and I've already sworn twice on this. So if people are like <laughs> sensitive to that, this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> now, now she says after 10 minutes in, right? <laughs> the kids not heard the cursing and everything. <laughs> Asterix. Asterix, exactly. <laughs> I am not influencing Bethany to use this foul language. I don't want her to act like it's because of me, though. Elaine is extremely professional. No, I just I just bring out I the do. ghetto in her. Exactly. <laughs> I bring out the Atlanta hood. <laughs> oh my God. This is so fun. So let me know, how did you start into podcasting? What is your what is your history and what is your journey? 
Yeah, I started off by being a podcast listener. I, in 2016, I was working at the time um, freelance at Martha Stewart. I worked there full time before, but then they needed some help on different projects. So I was still freelancing in the industry. And um, before I guess you say I fully, fully jumped into my own brand and things. Uh, so I worked in media for many years. And again, there, this was an opportunity to come back there. But I didn't want to sit at my desk all day and just like, I always say, listen to the Rihanna playlist, even though I love Rihanna. We have the same birthday, but that's usually what I do. Oh. I was like, I want to listen to something else. You know, what's going I always imagine I'm doing whatever Rihanna's doing on her birthday. Whatever she's doing, I'm doing that. I'm not <laughs> really, but that's what, yeah, whatever she's doing on February 20th, me and her, same thing. So I, I asked a friend, I said, what podcast are you listening to? Because I started hearing a lot about podcasts at the time. He told me a few of them, Smart Passive Income, Entrepreneurs on Fire, uh, Tropical MBA. They were three, the three I started with. Now I have like 30 that I'm subscribed to, uh, Tropical MBA. And I said, okay, I'm going to listen. And I just fell in love with podcasts, just hearing them. And I was in the, the mode of entrepreneurship and trying to figure out what it was going to, what my business was going to look like. What was I going to do? All these, and all these <laughs> answers were coming through these podcasts that I was listening to. But then I got to the point where I, I was like, you know, all the, Folks I just mentioned happen to be white men, Tim Ferriss, a lot of these other great show, Lewis Howes, all white men. Even the the women that I listened to happened to be white women at the time. Jamie um, was Jamie Masters and all these great podcasts. Um, and I was like, well, where are the black women who are hosting? And not that they didn't exist. I don't want to say that. But at the time, especially around entrepreneurship. And then I was like, well, where are the ones who are interviewing women? And then where are the ones who are interviewing women like me who they don't always know what we're doing as entrepreneurs? Like, it's crazy since we're cussing, you know, like I it's like I'm like, they, they're like, oh, the interviews I heard, which are great. But it's like, oh, yeah, I decided to do, do this program and I made it. I did a six figure launch over the weekend. That, my, my friends like, girl, why am I? Why are we doing this? We need jobs. Like, you know, there's just some times when it's. When it really gets crazy. So I wanted to hear those stories of the women, their journeys of going through that. And at the time I was saying this whole mantra around support is sexy, like reminding myself to embrace support, be open to support and that kind of thing. And then it all came together when my friend, a friend of mine, Kevin uh, Brown says that he's the one that told me to name the podcast this. I don't know if that's true, but we're going to give that to him. Called Support is Sexy. I was telling him about this idea to interview women entrepreneurs. And I started off with my friends. And that's how it started. I'm that friend that's always like, so listen, I'm going to do this new thing called podcasting. It was new to me. New thing called podcasting. My friends are like, all right, girl, fine. Can I do it from my phone? Okay, just tell me what time. Like They don't know what I'm doing. It's, it's I am that person. But luckily, because they trust me, they say yes. So all of those first few episodes are friends or mentors or people that I'm like, can I interview you on this thing called a podcast? You don't have to do anything. I'll call you. And that's how it started. And now 500 plus women later, all around the world, I had no idea. One of my friends, Zara, who I interviewed, she was like, do you have any idea how many women you're going to meet through doing this? And it's, she was like episode 17. So, you know, I'm like, no, you think like 50? And then 500 women later, you know, I just, I never imagined it. So, and then that grew into, you know, the book coming out next year around this premise of women asking for support. And I always say, remembering having it all doesn't mean doing it all alone. So it really, um, yeah, just manifested from that. So that's how I started off listening to podcasts and then eventually started my own. I love that because it's not only the women that you've spoken to, it is you've spoken to 500 plus. But think of all of the women who have listened to those four years of podcasts, those all of those episodes, listened to and had gems drop 
from all of those episodes. You have spoken to 500 plus, but you've impacted mm. has to be a million plus. Oh, has to crazy. be. And it's so crazy that you say that. Thank you. And it's a good reminder. And when I, whenever I hear people say, Oh, I started my business because I heard your podcast or I made this change or I went to this event, you know, which is the whole thing is a big support network. And someone's like, Oh, someone came to my event and said that they bought my book because they heard me on your podcast. And then they can't, I'm just like, Oh, right. This is reaching people. <laughs> people are actually, or when people, I was doing a show five days a week and in, in the beginning, the first two years, because I was channeling Oprah even though I didn't have Oprah team or Oprah money. I was doing it all myself. But I was like, well, Oprah does her show five days a week. So how hard could it be? Insane. But it worked for me because I ended up interviewing so many women in a short period of time, right? All these amazing people five days a week. Uh, but yeah, it just, but to to that point, when people started telling me things like, oh, I listen to your show every morning on the way to work. I'm like, what? It just didn't occur to me that I was becoming a part of people's lives and impacting them, whether it's me or someone they heard on the show. Um, yeah. So to your point, it's just, it's amazing how many folks I get to hear from. And that's something for all your listeners and us all to remember. You don't know who you're impacting. The thing is you just show up in the world being your best, most authentic self. Bethany is always a, j- listen to it. You hear, you hear her trying to quietly laugh. <laughs> that's who she is. She's trying to quietly laugh because she's filled with so much joy. It's coming out of her pores. I don't even, <laughs> she can't even control herself, but it's like, this is who she shows up. This is why she sends you a ladle that you can eat soup out of, or she thinks you can eat soup out of. But you know what I mean? Like the joy, the fun, it is fully on with Bethany and Caroline. I'm sure you are the same because you're in this world. So, you know, but that's the, that's the thing is just, you're showing up, you're being yourself. You don't know what kind of light you're going to bring to someone, whether it's inspiration, or even if you're sharing a, you know, not so quote unquote happy story, but still someone's like, okay, I'm not alone. So that's been a lesson for me and why I've you know, even though I don't do it five days a week anymore, but I still, it's still a show every week, staying consistent, sticking with it. Um, and it's just been a, a blessing to me and hopefully to other people. I love oh, that. Absolutely. And Sherline absolutely um, centers me. She like, I'm, I'm like floating and she's like, can you come back down to reality? Because we need to get work done. So the expansion of Crackers and Soup is solely on Sheraline because <laughs> as I'm like, okay, I'm going to do all of these things and I'm going to do them by myself and I'm just going to make myself crazy. Sheraline is like, oh, okay, I hear okay, you, <laughs> but I just I see your vision. But yeah, I, need to I see you, but I need right. you. Like she grounds me. She, she's my anchor. <laughs> Right. <laughs> in a good way. That's in right. In a good way. And that's just it. And you add that extra boast of creativity that I need and life, you know what I mean? To give me that energy to, to get through these things as well. No, I love this. And Elaine, um, something that I've like thought of a lot recently is think of the women who like, this is a regimen for them to listen to your podcast. Like this is them trying to better themselves. This is them, you know, making a choice each day that like, hey, I'm going to listen to something that's going to better my life, that's going to be more productive, that I'm going to learn something. So it's like they're actively seeking this out. This isn't like something where it's like, oh, I happen upon a radio station and I'm, you know, listening to something. It's like they're actively seeking the voices that you've allowed them to hear, not only yours alone, but then all the other women. So I, I just find that so incredible. Thank you. Yeah. And it's like you said, they, people are subscribing or like you said, choosing to listen. There's tons of podcasts out there that they can listen to. And it's not just, oh, this is what's on my regular station. So yeah, I definitely, I'm humbled by that. Or like I said, women who 
say, oh, I listen to you when I go for my walks or, you know, it's a part of or the show is part of their routine. So and it's just made me more passionate about I mean, I'm a media girl anyway. I love media. So just looking at other platforms and things that I can um, optimize to be able to reach more people, especially around this message of women supporting women, showing up for each other and supporting ourselves. That's really what it is. We, are, we actually are pretty good at supporting everybody else. But um, we have to remember to support ourselves and let support show up for us. So, yeah, it's it's been it's been amazing. I never could have imagined. And I love that you use the word sexy because some have such a negative connotation mm-hmm. when it comes up to that terminology. And it's like you can be sexy and supportive and fierce and it doesn't have to go into the it, into the immediate mindset of selling your sexuality or selling your sex or selling your body. You can be sexy and fly and and love your people and support your people. Yeah. And sexy too. (laughs) (laughs) And sexy too is like, you know, you think about a sexy vacation you'd be like, Oh, that, that vacation was sexy or obviously a sexy dress or something like that, or a sexy apartment, a sexy place. And you know, sexy can apply to a lot of different things. So thank you for saying that. Cause I always say it's not sexual, which nothing's wrong with that, but that's not what we're just saying is sexy is a new way of thinking about support. Cause when I started as I said, I started as a mantra for myself after attending this workshop called Momentum, where it exposed to me how much I was had an adverse reaction to the idea of support because I was trying to prove something, I guess. But then when I would say to other women, well, you know, don't forget girls, support is sexy. They'd be like, oh, yeah. Like you could see you light up. It just makes it like, oh, yeah. So that's really why the phrase, you know, I, I well, named the podcast that. But then also this idea of just think about support differently. So that's yeah, it raises the vibration. Yeah, uh, right. You can use the that. Vibration. Thank use you. <laughs> I was like, that's so Bethany. It raises the vibration. I love it. It does. <laughs> Different energy. Sherilyn, do you have a question for, for Elaine? Um, get back to me on that. I, I, <laughs> sure. that. I, I like, wrote I it down. Nothing. Hold on. I wrote it down. I just She's like, I got nothing. It. This is going to stay in the podcast because hashtag raw. Raw. She's like, yeah. No, I'm good. (laughs) We're not editing this out. And Elaine and I are at a a great advantage because we have been circling around each other for over a year now. Yes. And I joined your Support a Sexy Facebook group. And it has, I always give credit to Elaine because she is the one who like launched me into the podcasting world. When I was entering into this entrepreneurship, I knew I wanted to get into podcasting, but I had no idea what that looked like. I had no idea what that felt like. And especially being like a high yellow black woman who never <laughs> knew anybody <laughs> to create, to, to start this entrepreneurship journey. I like my, all of my family members worked at the same job for like 25 years. They are retired. Too. They all got the pension, you know, like that, that black family. Just a story. You you get a job when you're 18 and you just stay there until you retire. Mm-hmm. So trying to explain to my family members that I was doing this, it was like trying to teach somebody Japanese and I and I didn't know how to speak Japanese myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a good way to describe it. So I was so elated when I came across. I don't even remember how I came across your Facebook group. You had just created such a culture, and I know we keep using this word support <laughs> and love and appreciation 
for everybody that was like there was no cattiness there was no disrespect it was just rallying each other on and i was like this is what every facebook group or networking group or social group should be this is how it should feel so i i was very honored that you were like my first example of how an entrepreneurship group should interact with each other. Mm. And I still hold that foundation today. All of this time later, I still kind of compare it to what I began with you in Support is Sexy. That's awesome. Thank you so much. It's that, um, if everyone wants to check it out, it's the Support a Sexy Mastermind on Facebook. And now I've been, I'm going to get, I got away from it for a little while, especially this year, right? A lot was going on this year, as we all know, 2020. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, we're in 2020. But, um, yeah, but now I'm excited about jumping back in and doing some new things and doing more videos again. You know, I'm doing the, Bethany was on those 6 a.m. calls with me last year. Was that last year? Time that was, was so last year. <laughs> now we're doing it 6.30 a.m. And just, you know, trying to <laughs> connect and support each other. You know, finish this year. Still get some things done this year. So, yeah, it's been. And the community, just like the podcast, it has been as supportive for me as I believe it has been for other people. So that's another thing, too, when you're starting whatever your venture is. You know, what kind of joy is it providing for you? Uh, what kind of, whether it's a Facebook group or your actual business or finding, you know, as you first, when you first started out, what are the skills I can use to create, you know, the kind of life that I want? And then that'll evolve. But, um, just giving that some thought. And sometimes we don't give ourselves space to even do that because of, like you said, our families, mine is the same way. I came from a working class family. They, you know, worked at the post office. My dad worked at the post office. My mom worked at the library. You know, they got these great jobs and stayed there for 40 years. Thank God because those jobs sent me to college. You know, I'm very happy for it. They did what they were supposed to do or what they felt they were meant to do. And then, um, yeah, but now we have some options and some some um, opportunities that we can take advantage of. So and it's totally. funny. A lot of the people that are scheduled um, to be on this podcast are part of the support of sexy. Oh, really? <laughs> so they're mining the, yeah, exactly. I'm all, they're all for gonna it. get the big ladles. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> all gonna, that I could, I just have to say again, I know we already talked about it, but it was really, I was thinking, Oh, I gotta step my game up. I don't even know if I send people like a thank you card after. And Bethany is sending a whole, a heavy perishable box. I got, I was like, what is this? And it was just like, you know, your books from wherever and some clothes I order. And it's like this grand, beautifully prepared. It was, it's amazing. So I, I, I just, I'm not even going to try to compete with that. I'm going to tell my guests, you know what? One time I was on this podcast <laughs> and this is what they sent me. I am sending you that same energy without getting a special <laughs> custom box made for you. It's insane. It's really so beautiful, but you're such a class act. And it's so funny because I already have your thank you card ready. To be <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you this, Bethany. I don't details. Know. She is all oh, about the details every geez. time. I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Oh my goodness. You it's, are no joke. Cheryl, I sent me a text message saying that she got engaged. Like the next weekend we had a talk about getting engaged party for her. <laughs> <laughs> the next weekend. The next weekend. Literally. <laughs> when did you get engaged? Recently? Yes, in July. Of this year? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Oh, it was really funny because 
I had joked with my fiance that was like, for how long did you hide this ring from me? And he's like, I got it six months ago. And I was like, how in the world did you manage to, cause we live together. So I'm like, how in the world did you manage to hide that from me? And he was like, I kept it in my car. I was like, your car? <laughs> Someone could have taken it. And then here you go. Here you go. Just be, just be crazy. I didn't like, know that. He's probably yeah, like, I, I knew you would his, find it. In his car the whole time. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, no wonder I didn't like go through it or whatever, find it. Cause you know, you're, you're always, as a woman, like you're cleaning your house, you go through things. And he knew that. He was like, let me put this in the car. <laughs> it's worth the risk from, <laughs> as opposed to her finding it. But I was like, how did, oh. I was like, you waited six months. And he's like, he goes, the pandemic happened. He was like, so I ended up having to like delay everything that I had planned. And he's like, and then he's like, I just couldn't wait anymore. So oh. he's like, I just had, he had to like readjust his plans, but it was really sweet. Um, he did a great job. I I, I love him. engagement stories. Those it is good. wild. She sent me she sent me the message, and I said to my husband, "Sherline and I already got engaged." And he goes, "Yeah," because Sherline and I we live in the same city. Like we're we're just not coworkers, team members, business owners, podcasts. We're friends. Yeah. Like we we do all of we're together a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. So your husband's I, like, I knew that. Yeah. So my husband says, Oh, Av- Avid's her fiance. Avid told me. And I go, Wait, what? <laughs> what? He's like, And I kept that secret in the car away from you, he, Bethany. Like, he, he like, Avid kept that ring in the car. He's like, I could not tell you. My husband kept that to his heart. And I was like, I can't believe you didn't share that with me. And he's like, It wasn't my business to share. I, I was like, <laughs> We're mar- now- marital property information. Marital property. <laughs> it's in Your the contract. You're fine. supposed it's to. It's in the contract. He's like, nope. I left that news in the car, protected, yes. so you would not yes. find it. I was busted and disgusted with him. I was. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I I was in, like, aside from Billy, like I'm impressed that he was able to keep that from you. But I was so impressed by Alvin because the man, anytime he gives me a birthday gift or a Christmas present, he has to give it to me. Like. A week after right away, it. <laughs> he can't like, take it. He's like, I can't. He was like, I can't. Like, I need to see your excitement. <laughs> <laughs> so six months must have been. Oh my gosh, so hard I was impressed. I, I literally, when he told me, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> in the car, I'm gonna go check out what the hell else he got in that car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He got so he got some dollar dollar bills in there. Right, <laughs> right. I love it. Now we know not, the hiding spot. Yes, I'm not gonna say what city we live in because I don't want their shit to get robbed. Right, exactly. Right, right. I may be in Albert's car one night. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Beautiful. So we know that you listen to your own podcast, Support is Sexy, again with Elaine Fluker. It's amazing. Go check it out if you haven't. And if you haven't, why haven't you? <laughs> but, <laughs> but tell us what other podcasts you listen to. What other podcasts do I listen to? I listen to, I'm trying to think of which ones I share. Um, one is Beyond the Business Suit with Kylie Carr, um, which is a, about not entrepreneurship, but more she talks to, she talks to men and women, but especially women about just sort of life beyond the business suit, other things that are going on with us. Kylie's a coach and an entrepreneur herself, does a lot of speaking and that kind of thing, especially with executive women. Um, so I love her podcast. I love her conversations. I also listened to, well, I mentioned the first one I started was um, Smart Passive Income. That's the first podcast I ever subscribed to with Pat Flynn. I still listen to that today, um, which is just crazy. Hopefully I'll be on there one day. 
Um, another one I listened to, I so many. What else did I say was my favorite? So you also said quote of the day. Quote of the day show with Sean Croxton. I love that show. So that's like a, um, a mini TED talk <laughs> every day. You, you just listen. I think it's Monday through Friday, which, you know, I love that Monday through Friday situation I used to do, but, um, it's just he pulls either a YouTube video or something, just a conversation or, or a presentation or TED talk like style, um, message from whoever he has, he features that clip on the show and he talks about it a little bit, but it's just like a little bit of inspiration every day. And, um, and I just love that concept too. I'm like, brilliant. Just pull somebody's <laughs> what they were. And it's funny because he had a whole different show. He does fantastic interviews, but he was saying how he had this idea for so long and people were like, Oh, nobody wants to, you know, the whole thing. Nobody wants to hear that. I don't, and I, it has definitely over a million downloads. He might be doing that much a month now. Um, so just an example of. You know, going with your gut. If it's something you feel that would be inspiring to you, why, like my how I started my podcast, why not try it? If this is something you think people want to listen to, so I just love his show and his energy and everything. It's funny because when you recommended it, I got an opportunity to listen to it. I know Sherline did as well. Yeah. Um, and the couple of episodes that I listened to, and it was like you essentially don't give away your power if you're mad is because you're choosing to be mad. You can't say that somebody else made you mad. And at yes. that time. Girl, my phone is a hot mess. Hot mess. I'm, I'm, uh, the struggle is real. And I need to get a new one. I'm, I'm actually going on Friday because I can't live this life anymore. <laughs> and as I'm battling my phone and I'm like, like all of the rough swear words, the Christmas story. Right. I was listening to to that episode and I was like, damn, Elaine just just schooled me and she didn't even know that she was schooling me but she brought me to this podcast and it's schooling me and i need to get my i need to get my shit together <laughs> right i'm Control mad because i want to be mad right i was like i don't want to be mad at an inanimate object that's just dying because <laughs> right. i've had it for 48 years <laughs> i know the phone's like i'm tired you see they got they've had six versions it's time to update upgrade <laughs> so like yep. like the batteries like starting to swell and i'm like well this can't be good oh, right <laughs> at this point it's dangerous at this point it's dangerous for bethany to use her phone <laughs> she's got to get something new but you're like me i'm like that with technology like it's until the wheels fall off like you're gonna and that's why they do that with the iphone because they know people like you and i exist it just stops working yeah it eventually yeah they and at first, people used to be like, I think, no, Apple's like, no, it no, does. we do that on purpose. We stop it from working so you can come buy a new one. But it's just, it's what we do. So genius. It's a genius. And, but you have to, because I'm that, oh, you know what? I don't know if it's going to be on. So I'm going to show you how much I'm that person. This is like the first iPhone. I, it doesn't, I, it doesn't work. I can't throw it away because <laughs> I feel like this is. Look at this. The outlet is like the old, the old so, big one. <laughs> my old logo for my company. Chic Rebellion is the name of my company, but look at so, and it's just in the drawer for no reason. So I'm and I person. love that you have it at your immediate. <laughs> why is it like within arms reach? Within <laughs> arms reach. Why is this not in a closet somewhere? Because it cannot be used. I can't even tell. I don't even have this charger type anymore. That was my, that's my favorite part of the whole entire podcast episode right now the fact that you had this 1928 it literally was self- first <laughs> it's like my within first ours reach just as like it's like your your pink pen security blanket right <laughs> i don't even know how to turn it on and it's yeah. so small too compared so to like cute. the ones now i just i don't know i don't 
don't want to. I don't want to get rid of it. But so we're gonna they, have to upload this episode on YouTube just so people <laughs> after they listen to the can audio see. can see this throwback. I, I like care. Steve I'm not Jobs. Of my old ass Steve Apple Jones should made love that me phone. for that. This is like I know. This is like classic Jordan situation here. <laughs> classic <It's>, Jordan. <laughs> well. Like, not only that, but I also want to say, if you got the first one, or, like, one of the first ones, they were, like, that was, like, crazy. Like, at that time, yeah, anyone, like, oh, to even get that phone, then. yeah, I remember, like, how big of a deal that was. Yeah, this is one of the very early, like, the five or something, up to, like, 12 now, something like that. Yeah. Or four, three. Yeah, so... That needs to be like Random. locked away in a you museum the- <laughs> or, or or in Arvid's car since it's probably worth money. <laughs> exactly. You two, are the, you, two are the, you two are the only two and whoever you share this with on YouTube, the thousands of people who will see it on YouTube are the only ones who know that this is in my drawer close by because I like to see it. <laughs> so it's fun. also kind of like a, a testament of things like from where it used to be to where you are now. You yeah. know what I mean? And how it's still no, like, Bethany's like, Oh, you're so nice to try to make no, but, feel better. <laughs> no, that but connection true. of the dots. <laughs> Which is very Steve Jobs, right? He says you can only connect the dots looking back. So I had to look back at the old iPhone. Exactly. No, but if you it, didn't it, get honestly, chills from that. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't get chills from how we wrap that all together, that's what they call closing the loop in interview speak. We close that loop. <laughs> no but truly i think that it's um a beautiful thing to look at like where you started and where that foundation was and how far you've come and i think it's that's an awesome reminder to have it at arm's reach it's like Mm -hmm. a it is it's something where it's like you can remind yourself every now and then like this is where i started and like this is where i am you're so funny Uh, that's so funny excuse me you're not you are funny in a good way but i meant to say that's so funny because on my phone the new phone i actually have pictures of i happen to find some pictures recently of me when i was an editor uh editorial assistant at essence magazine back and i started there that's why i started my journalism career in 1996 so even though i'm only 20 years old i don't know how that was possible but though these pictures of me in the in the i know if if i wasn't using i don't want to mess up my phone but it's on the phone pictures of me in my cubicle with a a telephone on a desk back when we used to call people like this is before we had emails at work this is how ancient i am but just seeing those pictures to your point it's just like wow that's amazing for me even to see where you come from when i was dreaming about writing a book one day and now a book comes out next year you know so sometimes you do have to pause and just look at even daily, listen, daily, I do that at the end of the day. Like, what are the three things you're really proud you accomplished today? Sometimes it's just, you didn't do nothing today. That was great. You know what I mean? <laughs> and other days it's, oh, you did this, this, and this. Cause we get so, I know I do anxious and, you know, tense about what we didn't do. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What did you do today? Um, and I even post that sometimes online on social media. Just you look at all you've done today and all you have planned for tomorrow. You're good. You can rest. You can relax. So yeah, I agree. Elaine, I, I could talk that. to you for forever. I just, I just adore you. I, would, I adored you, you from jump. <laughs> and and I actually have. Um, so my initial question, which I kind of want to don't try to come back little. with your question. <laughs> no, 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 sixty five no, no. minutes later, because I was. <laughs> She's like, oh, remember I said I didn't have. I like her now, so now I'm going to ask her a question. <laughs> sure, let's like in my comfort zone. Now I'm on your old ass phone. I know. <laughs> so you are. You're like you're normal. Okay. You're a nerd. <laughs> no, 
sorry. What's your question? No, I was going to ask sort of out of all the women you've interviewed, which one was your favorite? But I actually want to ask instead is who, what woman do you feel has supported you the most or sort of was a milestone in your career that like that support was sexy to you that helped you sort of advance? Ooh, that was worth the wait. Wow. Supported me the most in my career. You know, I will have to say, um, in my career and in life, my mom, um, I was thinking about all these mentors and women that I've had over the years. There are so many Monique Greenwood, Susan Taylor, Robin Stone, Rosemary Robotham, uh, all the women when I worked at, at Essence, especially because I was in my twenties then. I know I said I was 20 now, but whatever. This, I'm like Benjamin Button, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I was in my twenties then, but it was, you know, my first job. And I didn't even know you could, I didn't even know you could be a writer. I always wanted to be that, but I didn't know that was a thing. I definitely didn't know there was a whole floor within a corporate building in Times Square of black women who were doing that for a living. It was just like utopia. It's like, what is this? All these brilliant writers and editors, like all the biggest authors. I mean, Isabel Wilkerson, who wrote Cast recently, the amazing book. I was her editor later in my, you know, career. It just, it just Pearl Clegg, all these amazing women. So those women really inspired me. But I will say my mom, because she, because she is the woman who drove from Long Island to Brooklyn every day to the Brooklyn Public Library and Brownsville and Fort Greene, all these other places in BK that you were scared to go to at the time, but now you can't afford to live there. Um, but she, um, you know, come back and forth and drive back to Long Island and cook dinner for us and do all these things. And because she wanted to create a way for, you know, for us, especially for me, I was the youngest. So my sisters and brother were older, uh, grown already out the house for me to go to college and do all these things. And then for me to, I come, supposed to be able to get a good job and then say, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Just risk it all. You know, so for her to support me through all of that and even today, it makes me want to weep. She's just um, even though, you know, she didn't always disagree with it. She still doesn't. But I've learned to tell her the things I've done, not the things I'm planning. Planning makes them nervous at this point. They're in their 90s. They don't need to hear about no plans because all they can see is the problems. They need to hear what have you done? Oh, you want a thing with American Express? That's great. Not I'm applying. None of that. You got to structure the conversation. Right. But she has really, and my dad too, she has really though just been like, okay, all right, babe, okay. You know, as nervous as she, and I don't have children, but if, if, well, Bethany, I know you do, but just, um, that thing they say, it's like having your heart live outside of your body. So you're always going to be worried, even if you're wishing the best for them, which most likely you are, you good people, you know, just that ner- I don't get that nervousness because I don't have, um, children. I, I don't relate in that same way. I get the idea of it. So, you know, I understand the nervousness and the fear that goes into that. But still, she has always supported me. And I appreciate that. Now she tells me how she prays to God because she's so proud. Now she's so proud. Before she was praying because she was so worried. Now now she's so, you know, like, I just pray that you decide to get a job. You know, the post office is hiring. Nothing's wrong with that. Like I said, post office got me through college. I'm like, Mom, but I am an entrepreneur. She's like, girl, you are killing me. What? <laughs> so... So, but she has always, always supported me and just, just an amazing, amazing woman. Like the wisest woman I know, the funniest woman I know, the sassiest 91 year old I know. It's a blessing. So yeah, thank you for that question. That was fun to think about her. Yeah, Can can we even talk about how like black don't crack? Because if you follow (laughs) Elaine Fluker on Instagram, her parents, My parents are freaking are, gorgeous. They're freaks of age. Even I'm like, you guys look good. 
And then every time they go to the doctor, I take them to the doctor. They come home like, guess how old the doctor thought I was? I'm like, <laughs> 70. I mean, and if they, and what's funny is 70 is huge if you're 91. You know what I mean? They're like, she thought she couldn't believe me. She wanted to see my license. I'm like, I don't mind. My dad the same guess how they told me I'm a, they can't believe how old I, but you know, it's a blessing and they just, I hope, I only hope and pray that I get to, and listen, my parents were born in Alabama, deep South in 1929. Wow. So just for them wow. to live to today and see all the things they've seen and, you know, they were Democratic. They voted for President Obama twice. So even to, I remember I told my dad, there's this black man running for president. I was in New York. I really think you, my dad's like, no, I can't a black man be no president. I always remind him that. Like, yeah, there's no, then they saw him and started. I was like, come to the dark side. I'm telling you, I think this guy's the one. <laughs> so anyway, long search, but just the idea that, can you imagine you grew up in Alabama in 1929 when you couldn't even look? At a white person. They tell me how they used to have to step off the curb and get in the street if oh, a wow. white person was coming down the, you know, like that, that, that level of real. Or my mom talks about how you couldn't try on shoes when you went into the store because they didn't want your black feet in the shoes. You just had to buy them and hope they were your size and take them with you and get out fast. So just a, a lot of those stories. And I'm happy, you know, with my parents being older than me, they had me in their forties. I was a old baby. Um, but them being able to share those stories with me, you know, just, is a reminder for me again of the opportunity. And it's also, I know I'm rambling, but it's also a reminder to me of why the, um, the fear sometimes when you are talking about taking risks. So when you think about that, the people that love you, I used to have this thing of why can't they support me? I don't understand why they, they are supporting you, but that fear is real. When you think about all you wanted back then was a good job. So you could survive and get it, you know, so you have to think about people, the people who love you, especially their perspective. Like you said, Bethany, with your family is to sort of like, what are you doing now? But, but this is, this is not why we, we did all these things. We want you to be, they want you to be okay. So, um, so yeah, so I'm just, it's given me a lot of perspective with age and going through this entrepreneurship thing. It's helped us come closer. They understand me more. I am getting to understand them more. And, um, Thanks for letting me chat over chowder. I love that. Oh, I love you. Wait, we have one more question. We have one okay. more question. So we are going to wrap it up by saying bisque, please. <laughs> bisque, bisque, please. I love it. So in our bisque, please segment, you are going to tell our listeners and I'm going to listen to this episode like 15 times. So I'm like, oh my God, listen, look at all these downloads and listeners. It's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Why are these all from the same town? Right. <laughs> so in our Biz Please segment, I need you to tell me where our listeners can find you and what you're currently promoting. Yes, you can find me at elainefluker.com. That's where all the things are. You can find the podcast there and all that good stuff. But please, I would love for you to go check out the book. My my vision and my intention is for this book to reach at least a million women, um, not even just to sell a million copies, whatever that looks like, reaching a million women. So talking to you all, doing other podcasts, doing TV interviews and other things that we sign up for. Just want to reach women with this message, especially like you all, unapologetically ambitious women, women who are about the business, this idea of pausing and remembering to ask for support, to ask for and accept support. Because sometimes you don't have to ask, it's showing up for you, but you're just like, no, 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 I got it, which is where the premise of the book comes from. I got it syndrome, right? We don't even think about it. We're not even conscious and present. And we just say, I got it without even thinking about it. So I want as many of you to go to getoveriigotit.com. 
You can see the book there. You can see a video of me talking about I Got It Syndrome. We're going to be adding some more things there. You can also, if you pre-order the book and just email me, get on the email list, I'll send you a free um, worksheet where you can learn how to decide what your all is, right? So there's a whole discussion about can women really have it all or you can have it all, you can't have it all at some time, but at the same time or no, it's not possible. I say you have to define what your all is because my all is different than Bethany's all, is different than Sherilyn's all, you know, everybody's all is different. So if you want to download that, you can get that download. You can also get on our email list and I can send you that. So I would say go to getoverigotit.com. That would be excellent. You can find all my things and links and stuff there too. And I'm going to have a breakdown in our show notes of where to find you, where to find your book, where to find your podcast, and all things Elaine Fluker because hashtag adore you. Yes, you are awesome. I'm so, so excited and happy that I actually got to meet you. Bethany's always raved about you. So, and I I absolutely see why she loves you so much. (laughs) You see why she loves this wacky woman over here. What a thing. You got to, I don't know if you got the beginning parts of me trying to get into the suit. That was hilarious. This is awesome. (laughs) Let me tell you, spoonful of comfort. They know they lock it down. They're like, this is not, it's not going to, you're not going to see soup floating in your box. I know that much. It's going to be in this jar till you fry your way into it. No, but it's delicious. And I'm so happy to spend time with you both. This is so much fun. So much fun. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day. You too. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay stay super. super.